Paco. Doesn't have the same oomph, does it, when no. you lose to the Lions? Go, Paco. Good morning. Dave and Doreen along with Marcus, the morning KLH. Let's welcome our green and gold insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, Jason Wilde. Good morning. How are you today, Jason? I'm great, everybody. How are you? We're doing really well. All right. You know. First question is, considering who was he so pissed off at? Was, is it the same person that he was yelling at, that he hung the phone up on? Was it a combination? Do you have any idea? Because shouldn't he have been angry at himself? Yeah, I didn't think that was a great look for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, you, you threw the ball off some guy's helmet. Like, I'm not sure whose fault it is when you do that, anyone other than yours. Uh, there was another one, too, where the cameras caught him, like just this like primal scream. I uh, kicked his knee up, and it was, it was just, ugh. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I had flashbacks to 2005, uh, which was so long ago that it was before I was joining this show uh, on a regular basis. It was, Brett Favre all over again, just not knowing how to deal with losing and struggling. You know, they had had some losing seasons or at least some disappointing seasons before under Favre, but nothing to the degree that that 05 season turned out to be. And he just, he had no idea how to handle it. And Aaron Rodgers is starting to look more and more like he doesn't know how to handle it either. I mean, I know he's gotten mad at players throughout his career, but it just seems so much more pronounced. And it's just he's just lost, and, and he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have Google Maps on his phone to tell him which way to go. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. And and I thought that there were some particularly bad looks. There was the one throw later in the game to Samori Toure that he underthrew. And I think if you read his lips, he was saying, telling him to come back for the ball. And um, I just, I don't get it. Uh, he he needs to, and I would tell him this to his face, uh, he needs to be better. I mean, when the things, when things are at their worst, you need to figure out a way to be at your best. That's what leadership is. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, from what we saw yesterday, he, he didn't really handle it anywhere close to the level that he needs to. So with Aaron Rodgers' underthrows, miscommunications, do you think this is a sign of him trying to be too perfect, or is the reality now that he's 39? It, maybe it's diminishing skills that we're starting to see this year. No, I, Marcus, I don't think his skills have diminished. I, I really don't. Uh, he had some some bad throws, there's no doubt about it. Um, I think this is a reminder to us uh, that Football is not only ultimate team game, but while we lavish all this incredible praise on quarterbacks, all of them, not just Aaron Rodgers, uh, and talk about how they make receivers better, we need to do a better job of pointing out how much better receivers make quarterbacks, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, were Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Greg Jennings and James Jones and Devontae Adams better because they had Aaron Rodgers throwing them the football? Absolutely. But on the flip side, I think it's pretty clear that Aaron Rodgers was better when he had guys who knew what they were doing, who knew what he wanted, who could look across the uh, offensive alignment, make eye contact with the quarterback and know exactly what he was thinking, and then go out and do it. Um, Aaron Rodgers' problem is 
he is surrounded by guys that don't know him or what he wants or what he demands. And he is so demanding, and he's being demanding of guys who are incapable of doing what he's demanding, which doesn't do you any good, right? Like, whether you're a parent or a boss, like, if you demand something that you already know that person is incapable of, then there's no point in demanding it. You better start figuring out a different alternative on how to get the best out of people. And that, to me, is the number one thing they have failed to do this season. They knew that they didn't have Devontae Adams and MVS, and instead of finding alternative ways to make things work with guys that are incapable of things, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't come to the offseason program, and they continue to try and do things that he says are simple, which may be simple for the Geordies and the Devontae's of the world, but clearly are not for the Samari Toure's and the Amari Rodgers's of the world. Well, what do we do about, I mean, there isn't anything we can do about all those injuries. How do you win when you have half of your team not healthy? Really key players, too. Yeah, well, the first thing you do is you you build a roster that has quality depth, and that's not something that they've done. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. One of the positions that they could not afford injuries at was outside linebacker. Um, You know, last year when... Zadarius Smith's mysterious back injury slash I'm not happy with my contract, so I'm going to pretend my back is worse than it is situation unfolded. They had Rashawn Gary waiting in the wings, and Rashawn Gary, you know, emerged, had a breakout season. They don't have anyone behind him. Uh, Like, they've got a couple of young guys that are most likely going to struggle, Um, and that's kind of the case all up and down the roster. The wide receiver position, as we know, you know, when they don't have Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb out there, they've got no one that Aaron Rodgers trusts. Sammy Watkins is horrendous. He just doesn't look like he has any idea what to do, and he's a veteran player. He's not a rookie. So, yeah, injuries are really bad, and losing a guy like Rashawn Gary, who reportedly has a torn ACL, is, is catastrophic for that defense. But that's, you know, that's the job of the GM. Now, I will say this. When you have a quarterback who is eating up $50 million of cap space, uh, that makes it harder to put together a really good team. And obviously that has factored in, and Aaron Rodgers got paid, um, but I don't know how much he's enjoying anything other than payday right now, the way the season is going. We're talking to Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. Jason, we're consistently told that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are on the same page. However, as a fan, as an observer, it seems like there's a disconnect. Is there a chemistry problem again between Aaron and yet another coach? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think when and, – and Aaron Rodgers is the smartest guy I've ever covered. I mean, he, he, he has a supercomputer brain. Um, but I don't know if he always appreciates that not everyone is as smart as him. You know, I, I think in our time together, I think I've been able to channel you know challenge him intellectually at times but he's he's smarter than me too i I don't have any problem admitting that um but i think you have to be realistic and and i do think the other problem and and i i don't blame matt lafleur for this he was a 40 year old coach coming in uh to his first head coaching job but you know what's the old seinfeld episode about um george costanza uh I've got so much hand, I'm coming out of my gloves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. In mm-hmm. the relationship, like mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been has kind of pushed him around the whole time. You know, I mean, they needed him so desperately the last couple of years that, and Booty to some degree has done it as well. That they just let him kind of do things his way. And Mike Sherman and Tom Rossley did the same thing with Brett Favre back in you know the early two thousands. They just you know that's what happens when you have a great player and and you have to be able to demand from him the way he demands from other people and there was an there was something during the game and and it did not get clarified to my satisfaction on that play to Bakhtiari uh AJ Dillon is in the huddle and Aaron Rodgers kicks him out of the huddle hmm. and waves for Aaron Jones to come on the field did you see that no no, no. Uh-uh. And I, and I don't know if that was it was supposed to be for Aaron Jones and it was just the wrong guy that was out there, or if that's Aaron Rodgers saying, no, 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 no I want Aaron Jones on the field, not this guy. Wow. And, I, again, I don't know if anyone's going to acknowledge if that was actually the case because, again, that makes it look like, you know, he's running the, running the show. But if that was the case, man, you, you can't – I mean, how much is too much power for a player? He is still a player. And it just feels like that is part of the disconnect of of he wants to do things one way and his coach wants to do them another. Jason, it had to feel good, though, and I know that this is not really a, a question, just an aside. It had to feel good for Aaron to be able to hang the phone up on somebody. <laughs> it's a lost art. We can't do that anymore <laughs> with cell phones. You, you can't just slam it down. I still don't know who he was. Who was he slamming that phone down on? Do we have any idea? I I. I I think it would have been Adam Stenovich, who's up in the box, or Connor Lewis, the assistant quarterback coach. But okay. you're, I thought the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Like, you can't just angrily hit end on your iPhone. No. You need to be able to slam the phone yep. down, and he was able to do it, sort of. Something cathartic about that. Yeah. And the whole throwing the iPad thing, that's Tom Brady's gig. That's his thing, right. All right, Jason, thanks for the insight. We'll talk to you later in the week. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN. And he is brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solutions for chronic joint pain, qckinetics.com.